You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, episode 27. If there was a gun to your head, what would you regret never having done? This quote has stuck with me weeks after my interview with Karen Rockind, who is a leading expert in positive psychology. It's a difficult question to ask, and sometimes it's even harder to answer. Karen went through a lot of difficult things, such as letting go of her idea of the quote-unquote perfect life, divorcing at 26, taking the leap and leaving her stable and successful job, and even getting robbed at gunpoint to get to a place where she could answer that question for herself. Happiness and fulfillment can feel like an elusive ideal that feels within your grasp at some moments and then all at once seems impossible again. Karen shared that she began to realize that all of these things that were supposed to make her happy weren't and that she needed to make a change. One thing that Karen said in this interview that really stuck with me is the absence of illness does not mean wellness. Just because you don't have clinical depression doesn't mean that you're thriving. However, there is a way to improve your well-being and start living a more purpose-driven life. Not only is Karen so generous with her story and her struggles in this interview, but she also is a living, breathing example of how someone can come back from their lowest point to not only thrive, but also share and spread so much joy and knowledge with others. I felt like this was the perfect episode to share as we all come back from the holidays and start a new year. This is a new beginning, a new start, and a new chance for you to choose happiness and to choose to thrive instead of just existing. I know this interview inspired me to make positive changes in my life, and I encourage you to really take to heart all the powerful insights and knowledge Karen so generously shared. I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys, so let's jump in. You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women across the U.S. working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Hustlenomics podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I am so excited to be talking with Karen Rockind. She is a leading happiness expert and the creator of Purpose Girl, a movement to empower purpose-driven living. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Katie. I'm excited to be here. So do you mind telling us a little bit more about yourself and everything that you do? Yeah, I'd love to. So my entire life is built around empowering women to be their happiest, most purposeful self. I 100% believe that every single one of us is here for purpose and we'd be happier if we were living it. And so many women, in fact, twice as many women as men are depressed and women have higher suicide ideation and women are more antidepressants. And I am just all about changing that and eradicating this forever. And even if a woman is not depressed, too many women feel stuck and lost and like they're giving everything to everybody else, like they have to be perfect. And so all of my work is based on inspiring and empowering women to really know who they are and what they're all about and then go after their dreams. And so I do that as a coach, both in group programs that I do and individually. I do it as a speaker. So I speak all over the world for companies like Capital One, Progressive Insurance. Last year, I was the keynote speaker at Capital One's Women's Conference. 
I also am a podcaster myself. Would love to have you on one day. So the Purpose Girl podcast. And last year, I launched a worldwide not-for-profit initiative to eradicate this women's depression epidemic, which I would love to talk more with you about too. Yeah, 100%. I think that's such an incredible mission. And just before we kind of dive deep into that, do you mind telling us a little bit about your backstory? Because it's absolutely incredible and so inspiring. Yeah. So, you know, I was that little girl. I won't take too much time, but I was that little girl that wanted the perfect life, right? My parents had been married for 53 years happily. My grandparents were married 68 years. And I just wanted a perfect, perfect, perfect life. And so I thought that that meant, you know, grow up, get married. You know, he should be like a doctor or a lawyer to please my Jewish parents and all that kind of stuff. And so I did that. I got married when I was 22 years old to tall, dark haired, green eyed lawyer and found myself at 25 years old in a 2,500 square foot suburban house with a purebred golden retriever. We had football tickets. You know, it was like life looked perfect. And I was so unhappy. And I would cry all the time. And my husband would say to me, what's wrong with you? We're happy. And I was like, I'm not happy. And I thought something was wrong with me, Katie, because I did everything that everyone else told me to do, right? Everything that like Cosmopolitan Magazine said to do. So I ended up getting divorced at 26 and beginning my journey to say, well, if that didn't make me happy, what would? And one of the things I did is I started volunteering. I had been really involved in a youth group when I was a kid uh, in high school. So I started volunteering with that same youth group as an advisor. And here I was with 40 high school girls. And I don't know what high school was like for you, but I know I was filled with all sorts of self-doubt, all sorts of not feeling good enough, all sorts of, am I pretty enough? Do the boys like me? Honestly, I was like, do I like boys? Do I like girls? Like so much confusion. And here these girls were with the same issues. And it broke my heart because I thought, have we made no progress? And I just found this love, Katie, of seeing every single one of these girls for who she actually was, not what her parents wanted her to be, not what she thought she had to be, right? Because so many of these girls, they had eating disorders. One of them was cutting herself. And so I just found this love of seeing these girls for who they actually were and empowering them to go after their real dreams. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, what is this, right? And this is almost like 20 years ago. I'd never heard of coaching. The only motivational speaker I knew was Tony Robbins. And that's like, it was like way too big to even think about. And at the time, I had a rising corporate marketing career was way too afraid to leave it. People would say to me, you want to be Oprah? I'm like, I do want to be Oprah. I think we all want to be Oprah a little bit. And it was just too scary to leave. And so I ended up just continuing to join the ranks of more you know, corporate opportunity until one day I found myself a vice president of marketing, making a really nice, healthy six-figure salary. I was really well-known. I was living in Cleveland, Ohio, extremely well-known in the community, running a nonprofit there like as a volunteer and still back to being unhappy. And so I became severely depressed severely depressed. Like I couldn't get out of bed. I was on every month going to a psychiatrist, begging for more and more and more medication until I said to her one day, I must be bipolar. And she's like, you're not bipolar. You have all these dreams that you talk about and you've never pursued one. Oh my gosh. It was so, it was like mic drop powerful moment. So I said, okay, I'm going to start pursuing some of my dreams. And I did things like I ran a marathon and I went to France for a month. I took off of work for a month. I mean, I started pursuing these other dreams, but I hadn't yet pursued this career because I was too afraid, right? Too afraid to leave the health insurance and everything else. And then one day I was walking home from a bad blind date. I was talking on the phone with my sister who was in California at the time. 
And we were laughing about the date and how awful the guy was. And he was so short and he was this and he was that. I mean, it was just all this. We were cracking up. And I go to put my key in my condominium door. And suddenly I feel hot breath on my neck. And I slowly turn around and I come nose to nose with a very sad looking young man. And I say to him, like, are are you going inside? I thought maybe he had a friend or an aunt who lived in the building. And he looks into my eyes, like he had these huge black eyes, and he looks into my eyes for an extra second, and then he looks down at my stomach and he pulls a gun. All of a sudden, I scream, I, I fall to the floor, I'm screaming, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me. Now my hands are over my head, and I look up, and now the gun is at my left temple, and I'm just screaming, please do not hurt me. And I had this moment, I don't know if you've ever had this, Katie, where you really think, I thought it was my last moment on earth. And so I said, okay, okay, God, it's been a good life. Tell my parents, thank you. And then some other voice spoke up and she had a much stronger voice. And she said, oh no, you were put on this earth for purpose and women need you. So in that moment, while I was crouched down on the floor, I said, okay, if you let me live, I promise I will pursue that purpose no matter what. And just at that moment, the man took my purse and he ran. So I survived. Yeah, I survived that day and made myself fulfill that promise. And I decided, you know, I now had a great story to be a motivational speaker and to uplift women and empower women. But I really felt like I wanted a background. I wanted some foundation to do it. And so I knew I wanted to go to graduate school. And a friend of mine actually posted on Facebook, you're always so positive. Have you seen this? on my page. And it was a link to positive psychology in the University of Pennsylvania, where the field was started. And I started reading that there was a science to flourishing. There was a science, like a science to understand happiness, a science to understand optimism, a science to understand what makes people actually live their richest, most full life. And I I started crying reading this. I'm like, this is amazing. Where has this been my whole life? And I saw that they had a fairly new master's program. I applied by the grace of God. I got in. And so I turned in my notice at my six-figure vice president job, moved across the country to Philadelphia, and started life over again at 36 years old. And I got my master's degree. Um, When I made that decision, my dad said to me, that is the stupidest decision I have ever heard. I'm the baby. So I was like, ah, is dad right? You know, Um, but I just decided if, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? The worst that's going to happen if he's right is I'll go get another marketing job, like whatever, you know, like, and it wasn't whatever. I was like, you know, it was very difficult, but I just realized that the only reason to not do this is if I didn't believe in myself. And I had survived, I mean, I I survived near death. So I knew I had to do this. And so I started life over again at 36. I got my master's degree in positive psychology from Penn, um, which still cracks me up because it's an Ivy League school. And I got my master's degree in happiness. It just is like a hilarious candy store kind of thing. And started my business. I started uh, teaching at Penn. That's how I picked up my first coaching clients. I told all my students that I was a life purpose coach. And so I started picking up uh, coaching clients. Then I started contacting all of the companies that I had known very well back in Cleveland and said, this is what I do now. And I can come and do workshops and trainings for you. And so I started doing that. And then I had a dream of being on the radio. So I started pursuing that and ended up on Sirius XM for five years. So it's just, it's been having a gun to my head. You know, I often say, if there was a gun pointed at your head, what would you regret never having done? Mm, That's powerful. Yeah, because it wasn't a hypothetical for me. Mm -hmm. And it was real. And so I think we all have those things. And 
that's what made me go do it. And I don't want any woman to have to have a gun to her head or something similar, right? Disease or something else in order to finally pursue her dreams. A hundred percent. And I know there are tons of people listening who are feeling that kind of like, I don't know what to do to make myself happy moment. And I would love to talk about that. But before you mentioned the science of happiness, which when you said that, I just like perked up a little bit. I was so, I'm so fascinated by the idea that this kind of nebulous idea actually has a formula behind it. Yeah, right. Especially for people out there who feel like happiness is different for everybody. How do I understand to move forward? without actionable tools. So do you mind kind of talking a little bit about that science and that formula that you learned about and that you use in your everyday business? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. So there is a formula and it's an individual. And here's how that works. So first of all, the reason that we need a science of happiness is that if you think about it, if you don't have diabetes, are you healthy? Of course not, right? It's like you don't have diabetes, but you're not necessarily healthy. You also have to eat well and exercise and take care of your mental health and all of that. And so positive psychology really says that the absence of illness is not wellness, right? Just because you don't have clinical depression doesn't mean that you're thriving. And so positive psychology really looks at what does it mean to thrive? And we now know through, it's been 20 years since the field was introduced, it's now being taught at the most popular class at Yale, most popular class at Harvard, NYU, like it's now being taught all over the world. And it's being studied at universities across the world and hundreds of millions of dollars of research have gone into understanding this, that we understand that there are now pathways to well-being. One of the pathways is positivity. Now, I don't mean here like cheesy, happy, happy you know, fake it, smile all the time. What I mean by positivity is that you really come to understand how your brain works and we're actually more geared toward negative than positive. It's something called negativity bias and that's because of a survival mechanism. And so really understanding how, like when people talk about mindset and mindset matters, really understanding how your brain works, why your brain starts to gear toward negative, why so many people around you are so negative and how to have more accurate thinking as well as the science of, flipping everything into the positive. A simple example is every time you say to yourself, I can't, you ask yourself a new question, how can I? So that's one pathway in. The second pathway in is having an engaged life. So having hobbies that really like you lose track of time doing, having work that lights you up, really knowing what your strengths are, being mindful that you're not just kind of like zipping through life and that you are fully engaged. The third thing are relationships. So pretty much every research study out there says that relationships are one of the two key aspects of living your happiest life. And the thing is, how many of us have draining relationships, people in our lives that just suck the life right out of us? And typically we're related to them and we don't know how to set a boundary. So what we now know also is what creates the most thriving, healthy relationships and really learning how to shift your life so that you're surrounding yourself with people who are more in your soul family, which may be related to you and may not be related to you, but people who see you, people who honor you, people who celebrate you, people who who believe in you to reach your highest and best potential. And then, of course, there are a number of tools with relationships. The fourth aspect is purpose. So this is, and my business is called Purpose Girl. So this is kind of my like key aspect. And what we know from the research is people who identify that their life has purpose, that they're contributing to something larger, that their life is meaningful to them, have the highest degree of overall life satisfaction. 
such that even on a crappy day, because we all have crappy days, I have crappy days all the time. Like people ask me all the time, are you happy all the time because you do this? Heck no, right? It's like, but I know even on a crappy day that my life, I'm still doing something that's so powerful and so meaningful and makes a difference. And so I have overall, it feels good. So what we know from the science and we can use tools to help people really identify what is meaningful to them and what their purpose is. And then the fourth aspect is achievement, right? How many of us have ideas? We have dreams that we want to go after, like I did for so many years, and we're not doing it. And so what we know is that when people have goals and they achieve those goals, and in particular, when those goals are aligned with what's meaningful to them and what's purposeful to them, they are happier. So we have a number of different now, un- we have understanding around what helps people to be more motivated what helps people to achieve their goals. And then the last aspect is vitality. And that is your physical vitality, right? That you are vibrant, that you're taking care of your body, that you treat your body like your very best friend because she wants you to, right? Your body is working so hard for you. And that doesn't mean that I always take perfect care of my body. This weekend I had an M&M fest and it was so fun, you know, but then it's like, okay, I know what that's going to do to me. And so we we want to really like move our bodies and take care of our physical of our physical health, our sleeping, sensuality and sexuality. So one of the things that I do is I really look at the science of women's happiness and I combine what we know from positive psychology with feminine wisdom. And the feminine wisdom aspect is that every woman comes to understand that our main gifts are our intuition, our sensuality. Every woman is sensual. Every woman has like a wild woman sexual aspect to her. And we've kind of like ignored that aspect. Our curves and our love of like movement and dance, um, every woman is creative and inspiring. And so I love to mix what we know about kind of the feminine with the science of happiness. And I truly believe that as women come more into who they are as women, as we all do, then we won't have so much need for all those antidepressants. Yeah, that is so fascinating. I'm just sitting here like, whoa, it's blowing my mind. Thank you. And I will say, I my podcast is called The Purpose Girl Podcast. And I actually just completed a six-part series in each one of those pathways that I mentioned. So anyone who's interested, they could find those episodes in particular and listen to the whole series. And then you can dive deeper into if you're really interested in the relationships aspect or the meaning aspect. Yeah, I will absolutely link to that in the show notes because I definitely want to check that out myself. Thank you. You kind of mentioned a couple of things in there when you're talking about the science, but for someone who's listening, who maybe kind of feels like they're in that situation, they don't know how to move forward. Do you have like three actionable steps so they could just take small ones in their everyday life to help them move forward so they know, okay, maybe it's small, maybe it's slow, but I'm making some kind of progress? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So the other thing I, w- I want to add that we know from the science is that the way that our happiness works is we all have, because of our genetics, what they call a set point, which is that you can be at the, it's like a range, right? Based on your own genetics and your parents and kind of maybe their predisposition to depression or anxiety or something like that. And you can be at the top of your range or the bottom of your range. And the difference between being at the top of your range and the bottom of your range are your individual daily choices. So we know that the key aspect of being happier is to actually choose it every single day as often as you can, okay? So I just wanted to mention that so that we kind of understand that this formula, that there is a a bit that there's a part that's genetics, but you have the 
ability to be at the top of your genetic range, which is really cool. So happiness, we know from the research, is a choice. So just a few things. So number one, take an inventory of your own thoughts. Take an inventory of your words. How often do you hear yourself saying things like, it's not possible, I can't, or maybe talking negatively about other people, or kind of getting listening to other people's negativity? And number one, you want to give yourself a daily dose of at least three times as much positivity as negativity. And I, again, don't mean faking it. I mean things like genuinely every day you are taking stock of what's good in your life. Oprah, you know, popularized the gratitude journal. I like to take it a step further than that because a gratitude journal can get kind of boring if you say the same things every day, like I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful for my health. No, I want you to go deeper into like today I loved, like what what were actual moments, you know, like I loved my latte this morning or I loved that I had a snuggle with my dog this morning or I loved that I was dreaming about being on a beach. So you want to like take it a, d- a step further. I like to add three things there every single day. And one is what you loved or what you're grateful for. Number two, what you're proud of. So every woman every day should be celebrating something that you are proud of. We spend way too much time thinking about, well, I haven't done this yet and I haven't done that yet. I want you thinking about what you have done. And this is all basically, um, we're using um, neuroscience here. And then the third aspect is, and what am I excited about? What do I desire? What do I want? If you are recording those three aspects every day and you're changing it up, you don't record the same thing, you will start to notice what's happening is that your brain, so we have two different parts of our brain and kind of the primal brain is the fear brain and that's the part that stays in negativity. When you're there, you're not your most creative self, you're not your most like um, ambitious self, you're not your most motivated self or your most excited want to go out and network self. So instead, you want to prime your prefrontal cortex, which is also called the human brain. And it's because only humans have it. And that's the part of your brain that's responsible for creativity, for trust, for building relationships. And so you, the way you prime that is to have more of these positives every single day. So that's one small thing you can do. The second small thing that you can do is you can really get to know your own strengths. So so many of us focus on what we're not good at. And positive psychology says we need to focus on what you are good at, on what you know is special about you. And so, and then celebrate those every single day and really be living from those. And there's a couple of ways that you can identify your strengths. My top professors came up with a survey. So when you go to a therapist, they diagnose you with what's wrong with you based on something called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. And so my professors wanted what's the positive of a diagnosis? And so they created something called the VIA, Values in Action, Survey of Character Strengths. And it's free. You go to AuthenticHappiness.com. It takes about a half hour. Look for the VIA, Survey of Character Strengths. And you take this survey and it will tell you what your top strengths are. You also could do this with Strengths Finder 2.0, which is also based in positive psychology, and that will tell you your business strengths. You also could do, I have people go and ask their boss, ask their best friends, ask their family, what is best about me? And then what you want to do is you want to make a daily game of celebrating one of those things, kind of using it every day. So if if you're someone tells you, you know what, you're so generous, then what you want to do is play with that generosity in a new way today. Like, okay, I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'm going to, you know, pay for the coffee for the person behind me. Or if creativity is your thing, okay, I'm going to go get a coloring book and I'm going to play with that. So you want to kind of really expand and use those strengths more. And then the third thing I would say is I love, if you have no idea, your listeners are 
either entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs. So hopefully you have an idea of your purpose and really why you're here. But if you don't, then it's no small task, right? We could, Katie, we could talk for an hour about purpose alone because I think we get really screwed up about what purpose is. Purpose is making an active, unique impact on the world around you. And so really start asking yourself, how am I already making an impact? And how would I like to make an impact? Whose life is already better because I'm in it? And how could I continue to do that? And then some some ways to kind of get into your dreams. I love looking at what are you jealous of other women over? And let that kind of start telling you, oh, like I once was so jealous my friend Paula was working in Paris. And I was like, oh, I want to work in Paris. <laughs> or you could look at, so so always we want to turn jealousy into inspiration and information. You also can look at your at what you regret in your life and let that tell you maybe what you're wanting. And then the third thing is I like to do an exercise with clients. So these are a lot of tools. Um, and look ahead to your 80th birthday. And what do you want to be able to say about your life? Yeah, I think that's like so many good strategies. And you can, like you said, you can implement these every day in small ways. It is not going to feel like some huge task that you can't handle. So I like that. I like that a lot. And you mentioned like the jealousy with other women, but turning it into inspiration and information. So since you work with a lot of women and empowering other women, and that's what this podcast is all about, do you have some small ways or, you know, just fun things that you like to put into your life or suggest to other people that, you know, ways that we can lift other women up or empower other women instead of tearing each other down. Yeah, absolutely. So every single day I'm complimenting a woman on something. I've made that just part of my life. <laughs> so I, when I notice a woman's outfit that I love, I will compliment it. I make a point of complimenting one of my friends at least once a day on text or on the phone call, right? So we can give to other women what we want to receive. And you could do it on social media. You could do it just with a text. It feels so freaking good right? Number two, if there is a woman who you're jealous of or you find yourself and you're maybe talking nasty about her, check in. There's probably something there that she's doing that you want and see if maybe you could help her. Maybe she you know, would let you come support her event or something like that because turn that jealousy into inspiration, right? Number three, we must be part of groups. Sisterhood is absolutely positively critical. For thousands of years, women gathered and supported one another. So women were taking care of each other's children. Women were, you know, helping each other when they didn't feel well. Women were cooking together. Women were raising the village together. And so because of, if you think about survival of the fittest, and we are the product of our ancestors, women connecting in true sisterhood is actually part of us. And so the best thing you can do is to join a sisterhood and let yourself be surrounded with women who support you and where you're actively supporting them. Yeah. And that's something that I think I've been struggling with. I just started working from home, working for myself about a month ago. And I, I'm used to going to the office. I'm used to seeing people every day. And now I'm kind of transitioning to where like, no, you have to actually go out and find people if you want to talk to a human today. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's and that is hard, right? I do it too. And probably most of your listeners do it too. It's hard to be on our own. And so, you know, can you join? I, I just saw that there's a new women's working office in New York City or 
our girlfriend and I like to go just go work next to each other at Starbucks. But beyond that, you know, I actually came into this year and I always have like a word for the year or I, I do a lot of inner work at the end of a year, like right, it's the end of a year right now. And I always do a lot of inner work of where am I? What worked this year? What went well? What am I celebrating? What did I learn? What do I want next year? What do I need? And I came into this year really knowing I need support. I need a lot more support. I build a lot of sisterhoods. I take women on retreats all over the world. This year, I took women to Tulum in Mexico. I took women to Greece. I took women to Miami, Florida. And I build these sisterhoods and and my group programs. And these women become sisters for life. And I need that myself. And so this year, I joined a woman's program. There were 500 women in it. And let someone else take care of me. Right. And then within that, I built my own mini sisterhoods. I went out and I asked of the 500 women who wants to be in a mastermind, right? Who, whose business is similar enough in terms of our income, in terms of our goals, but different enough that we could support one another. And so I built a mastermind that now we get together every other week and we text each other every single day. Uh, I realized the importance of me not just working. I spend so much time working. Like I think that that's probably a challenge for a lot of women entrepreneurs out there. I realized I need to be much more in my pleasure and much more joy in my life and feeling. So I have another group of women that our entire, we have a text string that goes every day. And every day we're just reporting to each other what we are doing for pleasure, how we're filling our lives with joy. Because in other words, we keep each other accountable. And it's so incredible. I love that. Yeah, that's definitely something that I want to work on in 2019. For sure, it's on my list. And you mentioned before Mm -hmm. your nonprofit organization. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, so so it's not yet a nonprofit organization. It's a not-for-profit effort. I just want to make sure I say that I desperately want it to be a nonprofit organization, and I'm working on the paperwork, and it's a lot of paperwork right now. I'm learning. Anyone out there who is expert in that, please let me know. Give me an email. So, um, you know, everything I've I've done. You know, my podcast we is you know free of charge. Obviously, um, my blog and newsletter free of charge. My website. I offer a free living on purpose guide that gets asks you the questions to, you know, get thinking about your own purpose and all that is at purposegirl.com. But I still was feeling like, you know, in order to work with me, it, it costs it costs money, right? And that's fine. But I I read a book earlier this year about really stepping into your greatness, and it really hit me that my greatness is contributing on a large scale. I mean, I, I've known that. And so I knew I had to step into something much larger. And I want to take you back a year ago. Um, I said that not every day is happy for me. So a year ago, I had uh, my second miscarriage. And I was 43 years old. I'm remarried now. Um, and I was 43 years old. And I'll tell you, Katie, I, um, I said to my husband, I don't want to be alive anymore. Mm, wow. I just, you know, here I was, and the next day I probably was off to speak at some company about how to be happier, <laughs> and I I didn't want to be alive because I thought uh, my chances now of having, if this pregnancy didn't work, my chances of having a baby, at least naturally, are slim to none, mm-hmm. right? And so I found myself again depressed, and um, part of my healing was using all of my tools, right? Using sisterhood. I leaned in. I leaned into my clients. I leaned into my sisters. I leaned into every woman who would have me, right? I used a lot of meditation. I used a lot of mindset work. I used a lot of um, prayer, a lot of mindfulness. And so 
every tool that I have, I used and I, in order to heal. And I kept saying, okay, show me, show me what else there is for me. What else you want me to birth? And I, th- I got this picture of women around the world who were feeling stuck or feeling lost. Maybe they were clinically depressed, maybe they weren't, but just, just not living that fullness who didn't have tools. And then I had this vision Katie, of women gathering in small groups all over the globe to support one another, to uplift one another, to cheerlead one another, to learn the tools of positive psychology, of the science of women's happiness, to celebrate that they're women and that they're kick-ass. And like, I have this like huge vision. And I am thrilled to tell you that exactly one year after the miscarriage, the vision came to fruition and I launched something called Women's Global Happiness Day. And it was one, and it will be, it will now be an annual event, one day for women to gather all over the world and take a step toward eradicating the women's depression epidemic, specifically by coming together in sisterhood and learning tools of positive psychology. And it blew me away. So on Women's Global Happiness Day, which was October 18th, We had 98 events in 19 countries on six continents. So there was a group of women who gathered in Lagos, Nigeria. There was a group of women who gathered in Singapore, a group of women in Dubai, a group of women outside of Jerusalem and Israel, a group of women in Portland, a group of women in Philadelphia. Actually, I think that there were three different groups of women in Philadelphia, in Brooklyn, all over, in Tennessee, you name it, California. And as these women gathered and they all, I taught, so women would step up. I looked for volunteers of who I, who wanted to be trained for the day and holds an event. So I trained all of these volunteers. They gathered the women and it was so cool to see. I mean, these pictures just blow me away. It was so cool to see that, you know, and they all said while they were meeting in Lagos, Nigeria, knowing that another group, you know, was meeting in Mexico just felt so connected and so alive. And so the feedback was incredible. So I'm actually now growing it um, where my goal next year is that we'll have 200 events. <laughs> I'd love to have 40 countries. I'd love to get the seventh continent, but I don't know that we'll get Antarctica. Um, that's okay. So, you know, I'd love to to grow it. And what I now realize, because so many people are asking their group leaders for more, not just for it to be one day, is out of that, I'm growing something called the Women's Global Happiness Network. And I'm growing it on Facebook. I have a Facebook group currently called Purpose Girls, but I'm going to be shifting the name over uh, where I'm going to be Facebook living um, every couple of weeks, every Every other day, we're going to be posting happiness tips so that we build a whole global network around the world. And then I'm also looking to next year to hold my first Women's Global Happiness Summit of other women's happiness experts who will teach different aspects and create an online summit. And I'm looking to do my first live event. So all you know, that's what this not-for-profit effort is all about. And I just want every woman out there to know that she can choose happiness for her, that she's worthy of it, that she deserves it. And by the way, like I said, happiness is not happy-dappy. Part of this is redefining what women's happiness is. And women's happiness is owning your life fully, owning your darkness, knowing how to like learn how to be differently with your anger, with your grief, because the, we, if we own our darkness, we can own our light. It is owning your sensuality. It's owning your joy. It's letting yourself play like you did when you were a little girl and owning your brilliance and going after every big dream that you have. So when women start taking a stand for that, I am convinced that the world will change. 
A hundred percent. I agree. And I'm so inspired by all of that. And I absolutely want to be a part of that. I, I can't believe I didn't know about it this past October, but I definitely will be participating next October. I'm in Salt Lake. So hopefully we can have one here. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Katie. I'll mark you down. Amazing. I, I would love that. I would love that. And you've talked about so many amazing resources already, and you offer so many amazing resources yourself. But is there anything outside of, of what you've provided that has been inspiring for you, whether in your business or in your personal life? Um, it could be a book, a podcast, a course, anything that you would recommend to the listeners for them to check out. Oh my goodness, so much. So this year, as you can tell from everything I'm saying, that I've gotten really into um, owning my pleasure and sensuality and realizing how important that is because we're, we spend so much time alone, because we're working so hard. Um, and there's so many different cultural messages that we were not supposed to live joyfully. So this year, um, my mentor has been Regina Tomashauer, and her book is Pussy. It's a New York Times bestselling book, has over 700 or 800 major star reviews on Amazon. So I cannot recommend that book highly enough to own who you are as a woman. So that is, that's one book. A book that I go back and read probably once a year is You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. So people have probably mentioned that. And a book, anyone out there who's like, how do I love my like the most challenging parts of myself? Debbie Ford has written a couple of books that I love. Uh, May she rest in peace. She's no longer with us. One was Dark Side of the Light Chasers to really come to kind of love and own your darkness because that's part of being a woman. And then she has a great book if you're trying to make decisions called The Right Questions. So those are a few there. Definitely check out a few of the um, positive psychology folks. The field was created by Martin Seligman, S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. And I think his best book is Learned Optimism, although he has a new one out that one of my clients swears by. Um, but so you might want to check that out. Or if you want to know how to apply this to your business, you can check out Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor. So I would you know, just start researching positive psychology. And there's some great, great books out there that have been really instrumental for me. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know people are going to want to check out everything you're doing and learn more about you. So can you share again how everybody can find you? Yeah. Yeah. So go to purposegirl.com, purposegirl.com. And I would love to send you the free living on purpose guide. It's an ebook filled with all sorts of questions for you to get to know your own purpose. Also, then you'll start getting my note, you know, my weekly emails, which are, you know, filled with different tips and tools of how to live your purpose, how to be happier, uh, as well as to find out when I'm doing retreats and such. I'm so excited. In 2019, I'll be launching my Empowered program, which is a small group for 10 women who really want to know who you are and become your most empowered self. So you want to check that out on PurposeGirl.com on that website or on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast places, Stitcher, any of those, you can find the Purpose Girl podcast. And uh, every week, every Thursday, I produce a new episode that dives into all this kind of material. And uh, every other week, I have an expert. So I think you will love that. And I'm super thrilled. I just launched something. Uh, and of course, on Facebook, Coach Karen Rockhind or join the Purpose Girls group. And on Instagram, it's Karen Rockhind. And it's spelled funny, so it's in the show notes. <laughs> And then the last thing I'll say is I've been wanting to create a shop for a while that would bring products to women specifically to uplift them and support them in being their happiest self. And I'm so excited to tell you that I've just launched the Happy Woman Shop and you can find it at happywomanshop.com. 
And two items just to point out there. One is necklace that um, my partner and I designed just for women out there, which is, it says, I choose. And the idea is every, it's super sexy and beautiful. And then what you do is every morning when you put it on, you ask yourself what you most need that day. Do I need joy? Do I need peace? Do I need some quiet time? Do I need to fulfill a project? Whatever it might be. And then every time you kind of find yourself going off rails, you touch it and let it help remind you of what you choose that day. And the other is that I made um, a set of mantra cards and each mantra cards is specifically designed around what women need, what the science says women need to be their happiest selves. And they're beautiful and they're inspiring and they will help you every single day. So check those out at happywomanshop.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I just cannot tell you how amazing it was to have you on the show. I feel like this was such a great and inspiring way for me to start my day. (laughs) And I cannot wait to share this with all my listeners. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Awesome. My pleasure. Thanks for all you're doing, Katie. It's so much fun. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed my interview with the amazing Karen Rockind. I know I was so inspired by everything that she shared in that interview. And if you want to kind of dive in deeper, I did a summary in the show notes so you can go back and go over all that information again. And as always, if you guys enjoyed the episode or you love the show, feel free to go over to iTunes, leave us a rating or review. We're also on Patreon if you want to support us that way. And absolutely go check out Karen's website, purposegirl.com. She's got tons of great information and resources on there. I included the free guide that she mentioned in the episode in the show notes, so you can absolutely check that out as well. She's also got a great podcast herself where she dives in even deeper to all the topics that we touched on in this episode. So if you want to learn more, you can find everything at purposegirl.com. So as you guys know, I took a little break for a couple weeks to enjoy the holidays with family and friends, but we're back now. I'm so excited for 2019. We have so many amazing interviews to share with you guys, and I cannot wait to see what this new year brings. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast. Be sure to visit www.hustlenomicspodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover bonus content. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or if you want to apply to be a guest, use the contact form found on our website. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep hustling.